Hello friends, welcome to Soul Fed with Gabby. I'm your host Gabby and I'm so thankful that you tuned in today. This podcast is all about true and real health and wellness. That means we dive so much deeper than the food. We talk about spiritual health, mental health, healing your relationship with food and your body, lifestyle stuff, all of it. This space is open for everyone and all are welcome here. I want this to be a peaceful space for you to come and leave feeling encouraged. I'm so thankful that you're here and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast, um, or welcome to if you're new. I hope you're having a beautiful day. Today's episode is, I'm actually really excited about it. Um, It's officially my birthday week. My birthday is on March 17th on St. Patrick's Day. So fun. Um, But I'm turning 25 this year, which is kind of crazy to say out loud, but also I've mentioned this before. I I kind of feel older than that anyway, so I'm fine with it. Um, but I wanted to do an episode kind of dedicated to my birthday week and just share 25 things that I have learned by 25. These are some of my favorite posts to read, some of my favorite things Uh, episodes to listen to. And so I wanted to do one of my own to share with you guys. Um, So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about each one because obviously that would be way too long of an episode. Uh, But I am going to go a little more into depth on others than I do on others. So if that makes sense, (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying, but I think you get it. Um, Anyway, Number one of 25 things that I've learned by 25, we're going to jump right into it. Number one is you are not your body. Your body is a vessel for your soul. Very self-explanatory. I mean, as someone who struggled with an eating disorder, as someone who is in the modeling industry where my job was my body and my appearance, I have really learned the hard way that that is just never going to satisfy. And that's not why you were put on this earth. You were not put on this earth to be looked at. No one's going to come to your funeral and talk about your body. It's just, that's just not what it's about. And so I think when you really understand that your body is a vessel for your soul, that's when you start to care for it a little better and, and care less about the way that it looks and more about the life that it allows you to live. So that is number one. Number two is living for other people or worldly desires will never lead to true fulfillment and joy. This is another thing that I really learned the hard way. Um, When I started modeling and traveling the world, I started living off of this high of other people and what other people thought that my life looked like or what my life was. And I was constantly just chasing the approval of other people and constantly chasing these worldly desires like money and fame and all of these things that we think are going to fulfill us. And I learned really quickly that it just never satisfies and it's always going to leave you feeling empty. Um, like if it does make you feel good, it's just a temporary high that crashes really hard. And so I have really learned throughout my 25 years of life that living for other people or the world is, it's just never going to lead to true joy or fulfillment. So that is number two. Number three, kind of similar to number one, but just that your appearance is the least interesting and important thing about you. Um, like I said before, no one's going to come to your funeral and talk about the way that you looked. It's all about the way that you love, the kindness that you share, the impact that you leave on people. That is what matters. It just, nothing 
It just does not have to do with your appearance. And you think about your friends, you don't love them because of the way that they look. You love them because they're kind, because they're funny, because they light up the room, because they make you feel good. They make you feel safe. They make you feel seen. That's why you love people. And, you know, you think about people like Martin Luther King and Mother Teresa and just these people that made lasting impacts on the world. And you don't think about the way that they look. It just, it doesn't have anything to do with that. So that's the least interesting and important thing about you. That's not why people love you. That's not what you're going to leave in this world, the way that you look. So just really embracing that is life-changing. Number four is focusing on a life that feels good and not a life that quote unquote looks good. So this kind of goes back to like approval of others, right? And just seeking that desire from other people. Um, because it's just, it's not, it doesn't matter what they think about your life. What matters is how you feel about your life and how it aligns with your values. That's what matters at the end of the day. And so really embracing that and aligning your life with your values is super important. Um, number five is that gratitude changes everything. Um, gratitude has transformed my mind, transformed my life in so many different ways. I mean, it helped me heal from my eating disorder. It helped me heal my body image. It has, um, helped me heal from my anxiety and it literally just, it is scientifically proven that gratitude rewires your brain to flow more naturally with positive thoughts. So it is, there's so much science and so much so much evidence behind the fact that gratitude literally changes your life. And so regularly practicing gratitude, um, like waking up in the morning, saying what I'm grateful for, thinking what I'm grateful for in terms of body image, something that was really helpful was body gratitude. And I share this constantly with my clients, but if you're looking in the mirror and you feel negative about your body, let's just say you're feeling negative about the way your arms look, look at that and say, okay, I may feel that way right now. But I'm so grateful that my arms allow me to hug my loved ones, to pick things up. I'm so thankful to have arms that work and function normally. And just shifting it from, I hate the way my body looks, to I'm so grateful for everything that it does for me. That changed my life and it has changed so many of my clients' lives. And regularly filling your mind with gratitude if you're feeling anxious about something. And I'm not saying to invalidate that. I'm saying you validate that, but you don't let it end there. You don't let fear have the final say. Um, And regularly practicing gratitude literally transforms your mind and rewires your mind. And so practicing gratitude changes everything. Number six, um, and these are in no particular order, by the way. I feel like I have to say that, especially with this next one. These are definitely not in a particular order. These are just the way that I wrote them out. Um, The next one is God is my foundation and peace. Keep seeking him first. Um, I mean, I don't really have words for the ways that the Lord has moved in my life. And especially in this last year, it's been really crazy. And I've talked a little bit more in depth about that in some of my other videos Um, my 2022 recap video, I went more into depth on that, um, and a couple others, but anyway, just seeking the Lord first in all that I do has, I mean, my life has made a complete 180 because of that. I used to be debilitated by anxiety every day. I was running myself into the ground with an eating disorder constantly chasing the approval of others. I was empty, lost, unfulfilled, and anxious. 
my life has made a complete 180. And I was like chasing the world, traveling the world. And now I live in my cute little one bedroom apartment with my dog. We chill. We live a peaceful, soul-filling life. And I could care less about what other people think about me. I have managed my anxiety. I don't have panic attacks anymore. And so my life has made a complete 180. And the source of that is my relationship with the Lord. And because I've been seeking him first, because I've been surrendering to his will for my life, I have been graced with more peace and a transformation and a complete renewal of my mind. And it's all because of his love and because of his kindness. And I just want to encourage you. I just feel the need to say this. If you are someone that has struggled with church hurt in the past or any Christians that have made you feel judged or condemned or shameful. I heard someone say this the other day, and I wanted to share this. I feel a need to share this, but I was listening to a podcast the other day, and this guy was talking, said he was talking to an atheist, and he asked him, he was like, do you believe in God? And he was like, no. And he asked him why, and it was because he had experienced like judgment and shame from other Christians, um, quote unquote. And he said, okay, well, if someone robbed a bank and they were wearing a Michael Jordan jersey, would you look at that person who robbed the bank and would you say, oh, Michael Jordan must have been the reason that they robbed that bank? And look at them and say, Mike, they are representing Michael Jordan by robbing that bank. It must be because of him that they robbed that bank. No. And there are so many Christians that are like, quote unquote, put that label on themselves. They wear the jersey around and they don't represent the heart of God. That is not the Lord. That is them. And so I just want to share that. If you have ever experienced anything, anybody who says they're Christian and you have felt judgment, you have felt shame, you have felt condemned, that is not God. That is not the heart of God. If you have felt anything other than love and peace and kindness and gentleness, that's just it hasn't, that's not God. And those people don't know the true heart of God if they're not displaying kindness and love. Um, God is love. He is the source of love. And so if you experience anything outside of that, opposite of that, that is just not God. And so I just felt the need to share that for anyone who doesn't know the Lord. Like he is pursuing you and he wants to know you and he loves you a lot. It doesn't matter. Your past doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. Nobody's perfect. He wants to walk with you in this. I think that's the most beautiful thing is that he wants to walk with us. He wants a personal, intimate relationship with you. Um, so yeah, <laughs> all that to say, um, God is my foundation and my peace and I'm going to continue. I just you know, it's like the more you get to know him, the more you desire to know him. And I just want to continue going deeper and deeper and following him and seeking him first. So that is number six. Number seven is something, 25 things I've learned. So number seven is my life is going to look nothing like I thought it would at this age, but it's going to be richer and more beautiful than anything I could imagine. And that is simply because I've been following the Lord and surrendering to his plan that my life looks nothing like I would have planned out for myself, but I'm so thankful I'm not the author of my life because I don't think I would be here right now if I continued the path I was going down, like chasing what I thought I wanted. Like, I don't know that I would still be here because I was running myself into the ground. And if I was still here, I would be 
so empty, still debilitated by anxiety and not functioning well. And so I think just surrendering to the Lord's plan for my life, which is nothing that I could have ever planned for myself, has been richer, more whole, more beautiful than anything I could ever imagine. The next thing I have learned is, Chloe's saying hi, if you can hear her. The next thing I have learned is follow peace, not fear. And this one can be a little tricky. Um, I've really had to discern a couple of things like that line of is this peace or is this fear? Um, But for example, like for me a year ago, following fear would have been moving to a different city um, because I was fearful that I couldn't find community here and I didn't trust that I could find that here. And I, I didn't trust that I could have a joyful, fulfilling life here. So me following fear would have been me moving somewhere else. Me following peace was staying here. And because I followed that peace, I feel a deeper joy, a deeper wholeness, a deeper sense of peace than I obviously would have felt had I followed fear. And that's just a small example, right? Like I can even take this into eating disorder recovery. If I had followed my fear in eating disorder recovery, I would never have recovered from my eating disorder. I had to follow peace. I had to follow that end goal that I knew I wanted, that peaceful relationship with my body, that peaceful relationship with food that I knew I wanted. I had to continue to follow that and not the fear of gaining weight um, or the fear of my life changing, my body changing, whatever. Like following peace, not fear, life-changing stuff. The next one I have kind of goes along with that, but it's just that feeling fear doesn't make you weak. Um, As someone who has struggled a lot with fear in my life, um, goes back to my childhood. If you want to hear more about that, you can go listen to my mental health episode. But I started struggling with debilitating anxiety and lots of fears as a second grader. And so I've grown up my whole life thinking I'm just really weak and um, just a a scaredy cat, whatever, like just too fearful. And, um, I felt like that made me weak. And especially when I was like traveling the world for modeling, I got homesick and I would feel fearful of doing things. And, you know, even in eating disorder recovery, I can even take it back to that of like feeling fearful in these steps of healing. That feeling of fear doesn't make you weak. It makes you human you know, and like feeling these emotions, they don't make you weak, they make you human. And so you can feel fear and you can still be a very strong person. Fear and strength can coexist. And sometimes feeling fear and doing something anyway is the most, is the strongest, most courageous thing you can do. So um, if I could tell my sweet little self, my sweet younger self that she really needed to hear that. Um, She really did. Number 10 I have is that authenticity is greater than perfection, um, which is yes, a thousand percent yes. I, as a perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist who has come a long way in that, um, I spent my whole childhood and then my whole early adult life chasing perfection and all that did was leave me feeling empty, lost, unfulfilled. It wasn't until I embraced authenticity and started making aligning my life with that value, that's when I really started to feel more peace in my life. And authenticity allows you to connect with other people and inspire other people and help other people feel less alone. So much better than perfection. I would take that over over perfection any day.
Number 11 I have is that a nourished life is so much more fruitful and beautiful than a restricted one. Um, I think we all know this, but when you are living a restrictive life, you are living an empty life. When you live a nourished life, you live a fulfilled life, a full life, a beautiful life, a joyful life, a loving life. Don't restrict yourself, whether that's restricting from food, whether that's restricting from joy, whether that's restricting from peace, whatever it is, don't restrict yourself. It leads to emptiness and nothing good. Number 12 is that peace comes from within, not the validation of others. Very similar to um, another point that I made. I don't remember which one it was, but your peace has to come from within. You cannot rely on other people for your peace, for your joy, for your fulfillment, because that's never going to satisfy. You have to find that within. Um, For me, like I said, the Lord is my source of peace. That's where I find my peace. But you cannot find that secure, stable foundation of peace from anything in the world or from anyone else. It has to come from within. Number 13 is taking care of yourself isn't selfish. In fact, it's opposite. Taking care of yourself is one of the best ways you can care for others. Um, I always love to refer to the scripture when talking about this, and it says, love your neighbor as yourself. It literally says, as yourself. So if you're not loving yourself well, you're not going to be loving your neighbor well. I love I love talking about that because a lot of people don't hear it that way, but it starts with yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. It starts with yourself. If you're not loving yourself well, you're not going to be loving your neighbor well. So I always love to come back to that. Taking care of yourself is so important and it flows into everything that you do and it allows you to care for others better and more wholly and more fully and it's just beautiful. So take care of yourself. Number 14, being a kind person means being kind to yourself as well very similar to that one. Um, It's in that kindness that you care for yourself, but just sprinkling little things throughout the day to show yourself kindness and speaking kindly to yourself is so important. So the thoughts that you feed your mind have the biggest impact. So focusing on being a kind person to yourself, game changer. Number 15, Sometimes friends are only supposed to be in your life for a season, and that's okay. And I added another point to this, that different friends serve different purposes in your life, and that is also okay. So sometimes you grow out of friendships, and I'm someone that has always struggled with that. I like to cling on to them for dear life, but that just leads to a lot of stress in my life. And so sometimes you just have to accept the fact that some friendships are only in your life for a season and you can look at that and be so grateful for that and acknowledge that and believe in that and let it go because it's no longer serving you or you've grown apart or whatever it is. Um, Just accepting that natural growth with life is really important. And also different friendships can serve different purposes and that's okay. Not every friendship is going to be a friendship that you go to when you just got some really difficult news and you need someone to help you walk through that. Not every friendship is going to be a friendship that you go to when you need to have fun. (laughs) Not every friendship is a friendship that you're going to go to when you need to cry with someone and you just need someone to hold space for you. I really put a lot of pressure on myself to just have every friendship be the best friendship and go to them for everything. And then I feel really guilty if I feel like I can't go to a friend for something because I don't feel like they can give me what I need. But that 
but just hearing that and accepting that different friends serve different purposes and that is okay and that is beautiful has really been helpful. And also you can take that and flip it and release the pressure from yourself that you don't have to be everything to every one of your friends. You serve a different purpose in all of your friends' lives as well. Um, and just allowing that natural thing to occur releases a lot of freedom. Um, and it's just really helpful. Friendships can be really difficult, especially as adults. Navigating friendships is a lot more difficult than um, I think we expect growing up. And that's something that I've been having to navigate recently as I have friendships and I have community for the first time in my adult life. It's um, can be tricky to navigate. So those are just a couple little things that I've learned along the way. Number 16 is that community is beautiful and so important. Don't use the fact that you're an introvert as an excuse to say hidden and put up walls. Um, yes, I need this reminder every day. This is something that I've really learned to embrace, especially this past year, um, community and walking through life with people. I have never done that before in my life especially in my adult life. And so that's something that I'm having to get used to and work through things. I shared a lot about this in my last episode, actually. Some like wounds that I have and walls that I have built up that I'm working to heal and let down. But you guys, when you embrace community for what it is and you allow people in and you share your burdens and you cry with people and you walk through life with people in the deepest way, it is the most beautiful thing. And that is what we were created for. We were created to carry each other's burdens and to walk through life with people. And so embracing that is one of the most beautiful things. And as an introvert, I used to use that as an excuse to just (laughs) keep those walls up and not let people in. But since I've let people in, I've realized how beautiful it is and how much I need it and how we were all created for that. So that is number 16. Number 17, don't shrink yourself for the approval of others. You were created to be seen. This is definitely something I need the reminder of. Um, I have loved my whole life to stay hidden. I love to hide. I love to just do my own thing as a way of protection, as a way of protecting myself from judgment of others, from... Um, feeling like a burden to others, whatever it is, I am the queen of putting up walls and not not being my truest self. Um, that's something I really struggle with. And so that is definitely something that I've learned and something that I still need to remind myself of. <laughs> Number 18 is find the beauty in the little things every day. So adding small joys into your life every day and just really being intentional about seeing the beauty in the smallest of things like making a nourishing meal for yourself, cuddling your dog, the sunshine coming through the windows, pouring your coffee, pouring your tea, just these small little things that can have the greatest impact on our day, these small joys, really embracing those and being intentional about those is honestly life-changing and that is something that I have been very intentional about implementing into my life and it has been very beautiful change. So finding beauty in the little things and the small joys. Number 19 is be a kind human and surround yourself with kind humans. Um, When you're kind to yourself, it really does overflow and spill into other people. But I just have never understood people who aren't kind. (laughs) I'm like, I don't get it. Why would you do that? Um, 
like life is hard enough. Like the least you can do is be kind. You know, I don't understand it, but being a kind human is so important. And honestly, you do become who you surround yourself with as well. So make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are kind and who are loving and who are uplifting and who are joyful and who don't spread drama and who don't complain all the time. Like surrounding yourself with kind people and being a kind human changes the world. (laughs) So do it. (laughs) Number 20 is time away from social media is one of the best things you can do. Um, I started taking about a year ago. I started taking um, a little over a year ago, every Sunday off of social media. That has been one of the best things I have done for my life, for my health, for my mental health, for physical health, for everything. It has just literally flowed into everything. Um, So I could not recommend it enough. Like taking a day every week off of social media. I also spend the first hour of my day, not on social media. That is a game changer for me. So these little rhythms and habits that you can create away from social media will change your life and they're very important and only good things will come from that. So that is number 20. Number 21, comparison brings no value into your life. Don't let it steal your thoughts. This is so important. Comparison brings no value into your life and it can be so easy, especially with social media to log on and compare yourself to everyone else for every reason, but that adds no value into your life. So I would encourage you if you're someone who struggles with comparison to um, set boundaries with the people that you follow on social media, unfollow people, mute people for the season of life as you work to heal that. Something else that is really helpful, um, and my therapist actually shared this with me one time and it kind of stuck with me, is that anytime you find yourself comparing yourself to someone else, kind of become aware of that and then shift the perspective and be like, I really hope she is genuinely happy and fulfilled in her life. And that kind of just helps you take the perspective off of whatever you're seeing and onto what really matters, which is how she feels internally. And it also kind of takes it away from the shame that you put on yourself for whatever you're comparing yourself for and just being like, I genuinely hope that person is feeling fulfilled and joyful. And then start naming things that you're grateful for in your life. These are two seemingly small things that make a really big difference. So I would encourage you to practice those things if you struggle with comparison. Number 22, it's okay and beautiful to be different. So this is an obvious one, I feel like, but one that we, I think, need the constant reminder of. Um, It's a beautiful thing to be different. It's a beautiful thing to not be like everyone else. It's a beautiful thing to stand out. It's a beautiful thing to have different personality traits. There are none that are better than others. Whatever you are is the best you can be. And just embracing that, that is going to welcome so much peace and fulfillment and joy into your life. And I feel like I still have some things that I'm working on with that, but I've come a long way with that. And it feels like you can kind of just exhale when you embrace and accept yourself for who you are. So that is number 22. Number 23, protect your boundaries so you can keep showing up into the world as the best version of you. I have struggled with boundaries in the past. I still do sometimes. It's really hard for me to say no to people. Setting boundaries is really important and it just allows you to show up in the right places as the most whole, full version of you. Um, And boundaries can be really tricky to navigate, to discern, 
but that is a journey that is well worth the complexity and figuring out and the time that it takes to figure out boundaries they really are important and so i would encourage you to navigate that and figure out what that looks like in your life number 24 is one that i've kind of learned the hard way this year <laughs> and that is that oftentimes the journey of healing is more valuable than the healing itself um and an example of that that i can give you that i've kind of learned the hard way this year um, is just being diagnosed with my pituitary tumor and just the journey of that, that was so difficult and so painful. And obviously like a physical healing is like the desired healing in this situation, which I believe the Lord could do, but sometimes he allows us to walk through this painful journey out of love and kindness because he knows that it's going to shape us and mold us and refine us and produce fruit. And I can look back at that really difficult season first being diagnosed with that. And now I can be really thankful that I didn't get a physical healing um, sooner because of the journey that I walked through and just how valuable that journey walking through that with the Lord was and how I met him in a new way and how it did produce fruit and it did produce wisdom. And I have a greater empathy and just all of these really beautiful things that I learned throughout that period and how I just met the Lord in a new way and how I encountered the Lord in new ways during that time. Like I can't help but look back and be thankful. And I just have this whole new perspective now of literally being thankful that I have a tumor in my head because of the ways that it's led me closer to the Lord. And so that whole experience has kind of really just taught me that oftentimes the journey of healing is way more valuable than the healing itself. And whatever that looks like for you, just really tuning in on the journey of healing because it's so important and so valuable. Number 25 is eliminating hurry from your life is the healthiest thing you can do. Um, like I said before, like my life has made kind of a complete 180. And a big thing that has made a 180 in my life is the pace at which I travel my life. I used to be constantly go, 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 constantly distracting myself walking all day every day so I didn't have to be still with my thoughts. Like I would just constantly go, go, go. And the pace of my life has completely changed for the better. And because I've embraced a slower way of living, it's like I have welcomed peace into my life and I have healed my body. Honestly, my hormones have done a 180 <laughs> because of the pace at which I live my life now and the peace that I feel now. And um, we were just not created for hustle culture. We were not created to be go, go, go. Um, I mean, I think to, to Jesus's life, Jesus walked, he was intentional with people. He was still, he listened. He went into the quiet places to be with the Lord. He went into the wilderness for 40 days. Like Jesus walked. He was never racing. He, people would get frustrated with him because of the pace at which he lived his life. And that's something I aspire to be like is to live that slow, peaceful, trusting way of living. Um, I heard this in my young adult service last week. He said, when we slow down, we actually catch up to God. And I really loved that and resonated with that. And so that is something just embracing a slower way of living has transformed my life and is going to continue to transform my life. And I just encourage you to 
figure out what that looks like for you and to slow down and to stop rushing through life because we miss so much when we're rushing through life. And not only that, but it strips us of our joy. It strips us of our peace. It strips us of our fulfillment. We were not created to live like that. And that is not the life that is going to lead to peace and joy and fulfillment. So um, slowing down, beautiful. Eliminating hurry, beautiful. Wow, that was already 25. Those are just a few 25 little things that I've learned by 25. I feel like I can make this list like 100 things I've learned by 25, but nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> um, I am just like sitting here. I get super like cheesy and reflective on my birthday, but really just super grateful for life and the growth that I've had throughout this last year. It blows my mind and not in a way that I've done anything, but in the way that the Lord has done things through me. Um, I just feel so thankful and I just am so excited to see what 25 is for me. Um, it feels like I'm feeling really hopeful and I'm just feeling really at peace and really excited for this year. I feel like there are some beautiful things that lie ahead. And of course, obviously there are going to be challenges, but I'm grateful that I have the Lord to walk through these challenges with and that I have community to walk through these challenges with. And so I'm just feeling really excited for 25 and for this year. And I'm feeling so thankful for you guys and for this podcast community and just my little social media community in general it means the world to me. So excited to continue walking through this life with you guys and sharing what I'm learning with you guys and just going deep with you guys. Um, I'm so thankful for your love and support always. If you wouldn't mind, it would be so helpful if you could leave a little review, um, rate the show, share the show with anyone who you think would find it helpful or on your social media if you enjoy it, if that sounds good to you. Um, it would help out a lot. For my birthday, I want you guys to just go do something kind for yourself, to go do something soul-filling for yourself and make that a priority. Start making that a priority for every day. Do something soul-filling for yourself and, and watch how it literally transforms your life. I love you guys and thank you for tuning in. As always, 